driving. Welcome to Two Coffees. It's your boy, The Zoobs. We, we got a little time here. We're sneaking off. We got everything is lined up. Everything is going just well enough to sneak off. You you had a busy week. I had a busy week. You got you got 10, 15 minutes to sit talk with the Blue Jays, don't you? Listen about the Blue Jays, don't you? Don't you? Okay, I don't know if you did work hard this week. But it's only because I don't know the specifics about you. I feel like we know each other fairly well. You know me well enough to listen to this podcast. And frankly, if you listen to this podcast, very good chance, very high percentage chance uh, that you're among the people who know me best uh, in the world, to be totally, frankly, honest. And I just, you know, exciting week, a, a good opportunity to slip downstairs, um, to gloat, to gloat about being right, about Gabby Moreno being called up by the time we did the next podcast. Saw it coming, saw the writing on the wall. You know, I mean, listen, you got people, you got people that, that their job is to, their job is to get, have their fingers in the dirt, right? And sort of taste the dirt and go, hmm, Blue Jays are doing something here. People, that's their whole jobs. And I, raising a child out here grinding, falling asleep at 8.30 sometimes, uh, Sees Moreno coming a mile away. Listen, I'll be frank here. That's the kind of foresight that only decades of experience as a GM in video games can bring you. That's just the, that's just the facts. It's just the facts. Everything lines up. Uh, no, but seriously, whew, big week. Big week of stuff. The Blue Jays continue to play well, which is nice. Uh, the series ender in Kansas City notwithstanding, but we're not going to talk about that too much. But they're just playing great offensive baseball. Uh, a joy to tune into every night. Things going very, very well on that front. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Moreno only because it's an exciting time. Again, I tell you, top 10 prospect and all the baseball being called up to a very good team. You know, the the path to playing time right there, basically, you know, in an ideal world, I think you're able to slot him right into the exact usage that Jansen had, which I know uh, maybe, maybe you take one of those starts off the table and make it Kirk, but, you know, three three week games a week catching, that seems about right as an early workload, and hopefully he earns himself into four. I'm really excited to see it. Um, I was thrilled, frankly, and honored to be a guest yesterday in the afternoon um, on the Blue Jays happy hour with my buddies Andrew Stoughton. I mean, come on, legend in the legend in the community, and Nick Ashburn, one of the uh, most unique thinkers in the game. Uh, somebody who always finds a unique way to think about and talk about the game. I had a ton of fun on that podcast. Um, two guys that I had worked with previously at previous stops, and and uh, really enjoyed my time and working with both of them. So really enjoyed that hour. If you're looking uh, for something to listen to in the weekend that's a little bit longer than two coffees, there's a beauty right there. But not to give away the whole podcast, but we talked about Gabriel Moreno, of course. And, you know, it's something that I've sort of been giving some big picture thought. And what I want to sort of bring into this podcast to sort of, if you missed it or, or um, you know, a chance to not have to worry about uh, being too long-winded, two coffees, I can just sort of ramble here. Um, I'm just really excited about what it signals for how the team is built, the situation that 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 Moreno is walking into. There's a couple of reasons for that. And and number one is, of course, it's always exciting to call up a great prospect. It's always exciting to call up a guy that has people who know about prospects, people who are scouts, people who do this thing for a living, who, who watch the minor leagues for a living, um, say, like, this guy has all-star potential and a potential all-star. The most athletic catcher we've seen behind the plane since JT Real Muto, who, uh, you know, is by all accounts for the last half decade, been the been, been one of the best, most consistent, great catchers in the league. That's very exciting. Um, 
That's very exciting in and of itself. That would be exciting in, in any time. But if you could go back to the beginning of this year and say, you know, ideal situation. What's the ideal situation that you were bringing Gabriel Moreno into the team on? You would draw up either this or something exactly like this. You would say the team, you know, maybe I guess maybe the only quarrel is they'd be winning the division instead of back at the Yankees who have just been running roughshaw. But you would look at the lineup and say, you know, ideally you're bringing him into a situation where him getting his feet wet offensively isn't the be-all, end-all of the lineup. He's going to come in and hit ninth with eight guys ahead of him uh, that are capable and are having a good stretch. They're scoring a ton of runs. He has... Uh, so many weapons ahead of him. It's not even going to really matter how he fares offensively. He basically has to be, you know, to provide value in that slot, be a little bit better than Collins, who we sort of know the book on from the first month of this season. Um, the occasional home run that'll that'll save you a game. And, and then, you know, over the long play out of receiving 150 pitches over the game might get you into some trouble where you have a guy here with Moreno, where maybe the offense isn't going to save you the day, but by all accounts, the defense, the arm, the athleticism back there is going to be a floor that you are sort of happy with over the long term. He, he gets to come in and, and the offense really doesn't even matter that much. Sort of the, sort of um, Nick made the great comparison to sort of Santiago Espinal. Maybe there's not going to be a lot of power, but from last year, how Espinal came in and was just sort of a, a, a regular good player every day that was helpful. Um, a, a good defensive player that, that back to ball skill was going to be the calling card because the power, obviously you're still sort of waiting for, but he's still very young. That alone is very exciting. For me, the the exciting thing is sort of this is what the great teams do. And, and a, a big thing for me this year that I've been trying to do basically since the end of last year, since they came up one game short last year, is really have that mindset shift towards all in on 2022. Not not at the 100% expense of, of making this a, re, a re, you know, regeneratable, sustainable run, but the door is open right here, right now. They're, they're almost certainly going to be a playoff team. There aren't enough other good teams in the American League for it to really be a real threat for them to not make the playoffs, barring, you know, a catastrophe. Um, the extra playoff slot sort of gets them enough rope that you can really be focused, and I think, am focused, and I think the front office is focused on winning the World Series in 2022, and what that entails, and what we've seen, you know, look at the teams that have had success in the American League and the National League over the last little bit. The Dodgers' sustainable success has been, you know, going out and spending on the on the key stars in, in, in key places, you know, when, when Mookie Betts comes available, you go get him, no question. Um, you, you have some smart reclamation projects like Turner and then you have your homegrown guys that you are building around in you know Kershaw your legacy guys and then calling up having Bellinger come in and be an MVP for a season having all these different guys all these different pitchers uh, Urias all these different guys that they're able to bring up Max Muncie all these different guys that they are bringing up and instead of having to bring a life to a bad team as you sort of, as we just went through with the Blue Jays with Vladdy and Bo, they were like taking the, the team bottoms out and then these rookies and young players lift them up. Having a team that is already lifted up and the and the rookies and the young players come in to be complementary pieces and to 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 make uh you know impacts by replacing the holes in the lineup. That's really, really, really where you sort of, in my mind, take that next step. This is what Tampa does. This is what the Dodgers have been able to do. It's what Houston did, uh, right? They would go out and they would get Grinky. They would go get Verlander, but it was about cycling through Kyle Tucker, cycling through Springer and Correa and Bregman um, and, and adding and adding and adding. Um, 
it's a really good sign. It just it's a really good sign for the place the team is in the big picture and you know the resources and depth they've acquired because they really haven't got dug from the war chest too much. Obviously the trade to get Barrios uh was was a war chest trade a little bit and you know some other, you know, Chapman I guess a little bit, but there's still plenty you, you feel like there's still plenty of them to trade from. Um and still plenty of ways for them to improve, which I think is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, Moreno, it's it's exciting. Um, as for what I'm looking for, you know me. I, I It's not a uh, – I'm not going to have StackCast open uh, during the during the, the game when I'm watching half asleep on the couch with, with trying to keep an eye on my son. Um, but for me, with, with a guy like this, because it's a catcher, and, and catcher is sort of an important position to me. Emotionally, it's always been um, – a position close to my heart. Uh, my dad played catcher for most of his most of his like fast pitch career in my in when I was a kid growing up, and I always had uh, real reverence for the position and the way that it could impact the game constantly. And you know, catcher of the future has been a Jays thing for a long time. And right now, we happen to be sitting in a place where, by all accounts, there's three everyday catchers on this roster, right? Um, with with obviously Jano on the roster as an injury, but you know, they've actually done it and developed three very good catchers here. So that part is really exciting. And, and of course, uh, I mentioned this on Monday, but uh, the response to the to the Russell Martin uh, video from earlier this week, another guy, a catcher, I just sort of like loved the way that he gave that team direction and seemed to calm the nerves of what was a very young pitching staff and um, provide that sturdiness and that knowledge and and uh, and lead, really be a leader. Um, you know, I, I'm a softie and that sort of stuff is, has my heart at the core. So in terms of the beauty of, I think Moreno in this situation is being a catcher, going to get to see a ton of him, going to get to watch him defensively, which is something that you sort of, you have to rely on the ball being hit to every other guy, but, but a, a catcher with athleticism back there is something you can sort of, uh, marvel at all day, every day. Um, I think that's really exciting. We'll see what happens with the bat, um, bat to ball skill is never a bad thing with this lineup and. I, I always love seeing a, a rookie kid come in and uh, get a chance. So it's very exciting. I'm very excited. Uh, hopefully you are very excited too. And I called it just, just so we are all clear. Um, I called it, you know, last episode. People come on here and they hum and they haw, right? People, people like to go on, on, on shows and hum and haw and, and, and guess it. You know, I'm just I just tell you how what's gonna happen right down the right down the middle. Uh, the other big thing that's come up a lot is is whether they're gonna have three catchers permanently. <clears throat> I mean, that's a situation where I think it, your hope basically is just that Moreno proves himself to be a good hitter because they're just the bench just isn't that good, frankly. Um, you know, if if Moreno is is a good enough to be a good hitter, then you know, and you're allowed to sort of free up Kirk from ever playing catcher, which which is crazy to think about, but also, um, you know, in Jansen and and in Moreno's scouting report, that's sort of the strength to get you. We'll see. Uh, it's sort of a, again, it's a sort of a predict the future question, but it also sort of relies on them not improving the bench. If they don't improve the bench, then yeah, it seems to me they're going to run with three catchers. But if they go out and they get Benintendi, if they go out and get a, a real version of that guy they're trying to break out with all these left-handed outfielder signings, um, then I think maybe not, but... It seems to be, I think, the future. And we'll see about the Jano injury. It's one of those things 
where you're, you probably keep you're probably keeping Moreno around um, at least until you know Jansen is back to form from the injury. He might come back and, and be slow or, you know, need to get up to speed. And, and uh, I think you – hopefully Moreno is entrenched and good enough to be there uh, through that. That's about it. That's, a, that's about it. 15 minutes of time here. Um, I hope you have a great weekend heading out to uh, hopefully on the road this weekend. Hopefully heading to my in-laws. Um, if my car ever comes out of the shop. My car is in the shop. It was a uh, coil issue, ignition coil issue in the third cylinder. So uh, it's been in there since yesterday morning, and I've been itching to go get it out. So hopefully I get called about that any moment. Hope you are having a great weekend. Hope you enjoy uh, some Blue Jays baseball, some Gabe Moreno starts. That's going to be very exciting. Uh, we'll talk to you again, of course, in the beginning of next week. Jake and I will be around for a show. Give us a call if you want to be a part of it, 833-714-7774. Hit us up on Twitter, at Less Than Jays, uh, and on email, less than jays at gmail.com. Uh, and if you're looking for more uh, from Less Than Jays, there's always the Patreon, patreon.com slash less than Jays. This is a Patreon-funded show. That is how we get the money for doing it. $9 tier gets you extra shows. Uh, Jake and I are hoping to bulk a bunch of extra shows this weekend because we've been a little bit behind because my life has been crazy. Uh, the $5 tier gets you the weekly show, the Monday or Tuesday morning show. gets you it as it gets recorded, and it's longer, about 10 to 15 minutes longer. And then 3 bucks, just a nod saying thank you for doing the show. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on the other side. Hope you enjoy two coffees. <laughs>